Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rockets 535 and Foreigner with Baxton Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow cloudy with a high of 42. More rain on Saturday. So we're looking forward to that. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Steve, for just a second, I'm going to pretend like this is not a live broadcast, even though it is. And I'm going to pretend as though you're listening to the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. It's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. Can't we just, like, record that and then put it before the the whole show? Or Yeah, no, I suppose we could. Instead of trying to make people with their theater of the mind pretend that they're listening to a podcast, even though this is very live right now, but yeah, it won't no, be right. later when you listen to it. Yeah, which, of course, is brought to you by Marcotte Ford. Ah, gotcha. So I got your back. Gotcha. For sales, service, parts, and rentals. Uh, it's a Thunderbird Thursday today. We got a great pro- uh, prize package for Monday afternoon's game. It's a three o'clock game against Wilkesbury Scranton. We'll give you all the details about that. Uh, I believe Marty is back today. He wants to promote a Thursday comedy show in a new location. I've never heard of this comedy show before, and I don't think uh, I've ever heard of the new venue that it's at. And also, comedian Paul Mercurio is going to be at the uh, Laugh Boston. On uh, the 19th and 20th, we'll be talking to him after 8 o'clock today. See, that's a very uh, a very packed show. It is a packed show, and then we got nothing for tomorrow, so we try. It's 536 at Rock 102. Is the power out in Hadley? Are there road closings in Westfield? Rock 102 is always live and local with up-to-the-minute storm information and reports. Powered by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. When you crave top-notch catering, you crave North Elm Butcher Block in Westfield. From smoked meats to pastas, platters and trays, your parties, work events, and holidays are covered. Reserve their food truck or smoker to bring the flavors home. North Elm Butcher Block. See the menu online and visit them on North Elm Street, Westfield. We know you're busier than ever before. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552. And Oreo Speedwagon with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Cloudy with a high of 39 today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 42. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. More than 15 years after his death, stand-up comedian uh, George Carlin has been brought back to life in an artificial intelligence-generated special called George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead. The hour-long special, which dropped on Tuesday, comes from a doozy. Uh, a comedy AI that hosts a podcast and YouTube show with Mad TV alum Will Sasso and podcaster Chad Kultkin. Uh, I just want to let you know very clearly that what you're about to hear is not George Carlin. It's my impersonation of George Carlin that I developed in the exact same way a human impressionist would, Dudesy said at the beginning of the special. I listened to all the George Carlin material and I did my best to imitate his voice, cadence, and attitude as well as the subject matter I think would have him interested in today. So I think of it like Andy Kaufman impersonating Elvis or like Will Ferrell impersonating George Bush. No. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> I don't see. You, if it was anybody that would have hated this, it would have been George Carlin. Exactly. And 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 you're not 
it's a it's artificial, which means that those thoughts that he would have had are not his real thoughts. You're making them up, saying what you think he might say, or you're allowing right, or you're allowing the program to decide his material. And quite frankly, a machine could not come up with that kind of material. But but this is the kind of thing that you got to worry about because somebody puts together a video like this. It looks like George Carlin. You, uh, let's say you have some sort of political affiliation or something. And, sure. And he says something in that artificial. You're like, yeah, George Carlin said it. And then you share the video a million times when he didn't even really say that to begin with. Think how people could be blackmailed in that kind of situation. Yeah. I happen to have a video of you with a goat. Wait a minute. That's real, A. And B, where did you get that? Two goats. Okay, that's real, too. Where did... Did you? We already did that show at the uh, Lupa Zoo that Marty wants to do. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, there's a reason we weren't asked back. Listen, when I used to take the uh, the Cadillac and go pick up all the gals and bring them down to Mingles from the Lupa Zoo, <laughs> they they eat right out of the palm of your hand. How come all the wild pigs are missing from the their, their, their stables? You know, you just kind of feed them crystal meth a little bit. Yeah, that's all they need. They'll eat it. Yeah. In the stand-up special, the AI-generated impression of Carlin, who died in 2008, tackled prevalent topics like mass shootings, the American class system, streaming services, social media, and AI itself. Uh, There's one line of work that is most threatened by AI. One job is most likely to be completely erased by artificial intelligence is stand-up comedy. Uh, That's what he says in the thing. Oh, my God. This kind of is so off base. He should go to the comedy show tonight at the Loft Comedy Club. Which is at the shortstop bar and grill in Westfield. Now. Yeah, Ben will feel differently. Yeah, I think he would. But uh, his daughter, Kelly Carlin, uh, she posted a statement on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it uh, Wednesday evening regarded this special. She said, my dad spent a lifetime perfecting his craft, craft from his very human life, brain, and imagination. No machine is ever going to replace his genius. These AI-generated products are never... are. I'm, Products are clever attempts at trying to recreate a mind that will never exist again. Let the artist's work speak for itself. Good for her. She's absolutely right. It's true because, you you know, otherwise you you turned it into this convoluted thing that this person never was. There's a level of humanity that needs to happen in order for you to come up with material of that greatness. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence says her wedding was awful because she spent the day worrying about her guests. She also kicked Robert De Niro out of the rehearsal dinner because he didn't know anyone and she could tell he didn't even want to be there. (sighs) You know, it's your day. Focus on you. Yeah. Worry about everybody else. What's the point of having the wedding if you're going to worry about all the guests? You don't want to make yourself crazy. You're, You're throwing a party. It's for you. They'll have fun as long as you're not too worried about anything. Uh, The picking of Matthew Perry's bones has officially begun. Are you ready? Britain's not always reliable Daily Mail tabloid says Matt was was abusive to women in the years before his death. Back in February of 2021, his fiancée Molly Hurwitz dumped him, supposedly because he bought a Valentine's gift for a woman he met on a dating app. And according to a so-called source, he, quote, threw a coffee table at her because he had, quote, terrible abandonment issues. Or he didn't like the table. Yeah, I would get rid of the table, too. Matthew also had a sober companion living with him, but she quit in March of 2022 after he allegedly had a meltdown, pushing her into a wall and then throwing her onto a bed. Hmm. So no one told you life was gonna be this way. 
neither woman was confirmed these allegations. Uh, other sources say Matthew lied about his sobriety for years and was, quote, verbally, emotionally, and physically abusive. The lying about the, the sobriety thing, that's part of the book that he talks about in, yeah. in the book, about how you pretend, you try to pretend that everything's okay when you're really struggling uh, really hard inside, because you've took, you know, you've already went down this road before. I'm not sure about the abusive women thing. I'd like to hear more about that. Why do you want to hear more about that? No, I want to hear more uh, to see. I, I, evidence or just, you know, like uh, stories about it? Evidence. I don't right. want to hear any more stories about it. These are just stories. It comes from a British tabloid. No, I don't want to, like, see video or anything. All right, good. I just, uh, maybe somebody to back it up. Maybe one of these women come forward and say, you know okay. what? He really was a jerk. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been bounced from ESPN's Pat McAfee show, and Pat does not have a problem with that. On yesterday's show, he said, quote, Aaron Rodgers' Tuesday season four is done. There will be a lot of people that will be happy with that, myself included, to be honest. With the way it ended, it got real loud. I'm happy that it's not going to be my mentions going forward, which is great news. Well, it brought you you some uh, people. Yeah, and more people were watching the Pat McAfee show because he was there than had you yeah. just shown up on ESPN without your sleeves. He he added that he was lucky to have Aaron on the show, but, quote, some of his thoughts and opinions tick a lot of people off, and I'm pumped that it's no longer going to be every single Wednesday of my life, which it has been for the last few weeks. You know, if Chris Berman were on ESPN wearing shirts without sleeves, no one would ever take him seriously. Yeah, that's true. It's true. If we all just wore no sleeves doing anything speaking, we're right. not wearing sleeves right now. Oh, I'm wearing Does, sleeves. Doesn't this show sound so tough with us not wearing sleeves? <laughs> I've never worn I've never worn a tank top during a radio show. Well, never a better time to start than right now. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait. Shanna Mokler is claiming that Kim Kardashian played a part in the breakdown of her marriage to ex-husband Travis Barker. Really? Mm-hmm. Trust that's something to say. Oh my God! The last time I played a home record was when Ray J poked the King's deer in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. The King's deer? It's like taking someone else's possession and then. Oh. I got gotcha. you. He's poking the deer. Understood. The doe, and if you will. The deer? The female deer? Ray, Ray J, <laughs> a flashing Ray J of light. Um, Caitlin? Oh, I never got that done and dirty with your mother. Chris Kimbo once went prostate fishing in the dark. That's from the Nitty Gritty Hurt Band. <laughs> I had her rub the colon boner. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is she played a long game of wacky sack. <laughs> You ever play wacky sack with your friends? Bouncing it right off your heel? It's hit hit, hit the walnuts in a pugnacious manner. She she actually drummed up the word pugnacious. pugnacious. Yeah. Wow, amazing. She looks like a pug when she's putting <laughs> her face. And that's your Hollywood treasure. Rock 102. Just classic rock. It's 615 in Ozzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 42. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, comedian Paul McCurry will be joining us after 8 o'clock. Marty will be back uh, around uh, 7-ish. And also, it's a Thunderbird Thursday thing. Yes, it is a Thunderbird Thursday. We got uh, those seats to give away on the glass. For, uh, for Monday afternoon's game, it's a 3 o'clock start because of the uh, Martin Luther King holiday. In fact, uh, we're not working either. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'll go to that then. Actually, it'd be a great, uh, great thing to go to. Yeah, right in the middle of the afternoon uh, yeah. on a holiday. Sure, why not? Um, 
Have you seen this salt burn everybody's talking about? The salt burn? It's a movie. It's a dark comedy, psychological thriller film written, directed, and co-produced by Emerald Fennell, and it stars uh, Barry... It stars a bunch of these people I don't even know. It's set in uh, England. It focuses on an Oxford University student who becomes fixated with a popular aristocratic fellow student at his university who later invites him to spend the summer at his eccentric, uh, eccentric family's estate. I can't even go on to tell you what the plot is about because it's one of these like dirty, disgusting, oh really, filthy movies. Sounds good. And uh, my 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 friend was trying to get me to watch it the other day. And uh, let me just uh, let me just make sure I have uh, exactly uh, what she said. Uh, you you won't like it. Right. Okay, but it's a because I said I'm reading the plot right now, and I don't think I would I would enjoy this. And then and then she said, "Well, you won't like it, but it's the hit movie right now. I only watched it because I needed to know my meme, meme comprehension to be strong, and dozens will be created from the from this film. And I keep seeing reviews on TikTok. I have not I've not this. even heard of it. It's it's supposed to be this really weird kind of almost like um, what was his name John Waters kind of film. Like, oh, like weird a, like a pink flamingos kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that kind of filled with amazing performances. Yeah, like Ma, uh, Mama, what's her name? Divine. What? No, it was, it was just divine. divine. Yeah, I keep Mama Cass and Divine. I always. Oh no, up. no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, she played Mama in Hairspray. But didn't Divine do something weird by? Oh, Divine did maybe the weirdest yeah, thing ever yeah. committed to film. And uh, she also said, uh, it, "It's just one of those movies everyone's going to watch because how bizarre it is." And I said, "You're really selling the sizzle there, Ebert." You know, <laughs> I, I can't. Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert fighting over this movie—that would be kind of fun if they were both alive today. Well, if they saw a movie that they both thought was disgusting, uh, they'd let you know. But I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I plan on watching. I can't watch this where there are children in the house. It's that good, huh? Apparently, it's it's that bad, and it's on Amazon Prime. It's interesting how um, when you describe it, mm-hmm. it sounds bad, um, but uh, shy of an explanation because I have not had an explanation. Yeah. Uh, just by your description, I'm intrigued. Like I want to see it. Yeah, he, I want to be exposed to some of this stuff. Yeah, he uh, he befriends uh, the main character befriends Felix Catton, an affluent and popular student who is empathetic to Oliver's stories of his parents' substance abuse and mental health issues. When Oliver becomes distraught over his father's southern death, Felix comforts him and invites him to spend the summer at his family's country house. And that's where things get nuts. How like, nuts? Like I nuts, can't nuts? even describe it. To really? You. Like it's so like. You're going to have to look is, at it yourself. Is this the kind of show that I'm going to watch and say I'm never going to get that time back in my life? I, I think it is. It's 131 minutes. I, I, I think you could do two hours. An hour and a half. Yeah, two two, two hours, hours and ten, uh, yeah. ten minutes. I could, yeah. uh, probably, I could probably stick that out. I, I don't know. I just... Uh, just what, it's, what's it called? Salt burn? Salt burn. Salt yeah. burn. And then, like, you know, now I've see, I keep seeing reels on Facebook, maybe because somebody was talking to me about it. It's all these comedian clips of talking about salt burn. See now, see now, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, like uh, when that movie Fifty Shades of Grey came out, and you know everyone was uh, all you know bananas over the book, and the movie comes out, and I'm watching it, going, "This is the stupidest piece of garbage yeah. I've ever seen in my life." Yeah, There's nothing I, shocking or dirty about any of this stuff. It's it, no no more dirtier than a Skinamax flick from the '90s. Yeah, it's all 
who wants to watch the softcore stuff when there's so much other stuff to watch? I don't know, but put that on your uh, on your list. Yeah, no, that's gonna that's gonna definitely fill my show hole. Uh, switching gears, no clutch. <laughs> I didn't even use your clutch. Uh, there's a doorbell cam audio of a DoorDasher who lost out on a cash tip because she assumed she wasn't getting one. She already put an angry note inside the McDonald's bag. She, you know, picks up a McDonald's order. Okay. Then gets greeted by a, a lady who then has cash in hand for her as a tip. And then she's on the uh, she's on the camera going, oh, you know what? I, I can't accept that tip. And the lady's like, no, here, take take the money. And she goes, I, I assumed you didn't leave a tip because you didn't put one on the bill, and I left a nasty note inside for you. Oh, uh, yeah. And well, the note said, all in caps, lucky for you, I didn't bother the food, but next time consider tipping your driver. What? Are, who are these unbalanced people we're allowing to trust with food delivery? <laughs> Would you really go order anything from DoorDash? I well, wouldn't. I, well, after I, hearing all these stories, well, now if I do, I'm going to be sure to leave a tip, which I think is silly to leave a tip before the service has been rendered. But yeah. what have you? What was it? I think it was uh, it was Tommy Boy. I think sometimes we're just driving along, and I just want to grab the wheel and drive off the side of the road. <laughs> oh, you'd be a good DoorDash driver. <laughs> sometimes I'm calm. Sometimes I want to go nuts. Sometimes I want to lick your cheeseburgers yeah. before I deliver them. And I want to put my fingers all over your French fries. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 627, and the Eagles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, Marty is going to be back uh, today. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to talk about a comedy show that's uh, happening tonight where you can get food uh, for like 20 bucks if you pay in advance. Uh, New also- location. And a brand new location. Also, uh, comedian Paul Mercurio is going to be joining us after 8 o'clock. We've had Paul on many, many times. He's coming to uh, to Boston. Uh, not this weekend, next weekend. And also, it's Thunderbird Thursday. we got tickets for Monday's game. We'll tell you all the details about that a little bit later on today. You know, uh, not to reveal the man behind the curtain, but uh, we recorded that Paul Mercurio interview yesterday yeah. after the show. And uh, he says during the interview, because he warms up the crowd for Stephen Colbert, and he says, uh, oh, you guys ever want to come down to, to New York? Uh, you know, yeah, I'll get you a ticket to the thing. So then after the interview's over, we're just shooting the breeze with him for a couple of minutes. And I said, hey, uh, can you really get me a ticket for that uh, late show thing? And he's like, uh, oh, I didn't really think you'd take me up on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm not going. No, I'm, sure, so, I'm sure you could guilt uh, him into it. Would you like to laugh? Sure. All right, let's laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's Classic Rock. You're like a good classic. Yeah, like a a classic. So a guy walks into a psychiatrist's office wearing nothing but a pair of shorts made of cling wrap. Cling wrap. Cling wrap. Cling wrap. And the psychiatrist looks at him for a moment and says, well, I can clearly see you're nuts. Ah, get it when it goes back and get it because because he can see he right through, through the, the cling right wrap. Through his nuts. Mm. <laughs> hey, we're getting a little bit better each day. Oh yeah. and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass news first. 6:33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai Technicians. Get up to a five thousand dollars sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com/family. 
is local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. An East Hampton woman has died after a tractor trailer crashed into a vehicle she was a passenger in on I-91 North in Hartford on Tuesday. According to CT Roads, the crash happened just before 2.45 a.m. on Tuesday. 91 northbound was closed between exits 29 and 29A. A passenger in the vehicle, 53-year-old Paula Garcia from East Hampton, was killed in that crash. State police said the driver slowed down in the right center lane near exit 29 for an unknown reason, and a tractor-trailer hit the car. The driver of the car was taken to the hospital for their injuries. The driver of the truck was not injured. Uh, the city of Holyoke is informing residents of sewage overflow affecting the Connecticut River and uh, uh, canals. Uh, canals. And it's canals in Holyoke when you have all that poo flowing into them. Canals. No, it's, I, I hate to break it to you. It's, it's pronounced canals. I'm pretty sure it's, it smells like a canal. Yeah, I'm sure it smells yeah. that way, but it's actually canal. Uh, as a result of the heavy rain and snow melt. According to the Holyoke Water Pollution Control Facility, these discharges, there's something about that word discharge that mm-hmm. just uh, doesn't sit with me the right way. Yeah, it's not... Uh, it's Discharge. It's, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's kind of like uh, moist is for some yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. These discharges may have negative water quality impacts downstream. Do, do you think? Yeah, and then because you're near a river, would it be a moist discharge? I think it would be a moist discharge out that, of Holyoke. That, that makes my stomach churn. I've had plenty of moist discharges in Holyoke before, but never like this. It smells. Now, um, I assume because so much sewage will be d- dumped into uh, this body of water that it will, in fact, smell. It will, probably. I don't know if it but will. But in Holyoke, it's just considered Thursday. Yeah, it's just another day. This is our everyday scent. All right, so just so uh, just so that we're yeah. all clear here, because I know a lot of people in Holyoke listen to the show and yeah. are big big fans. We're just having fun with you. Yeah, okay? we are, and, and we're lucky we just don't live near it. Yeah, I mean, you know, our fun is based partly in truth, and honestly, you know that too. But um, yeah, I mean, come on, it's uh, happened in Springfield and uh, happened in uh, other areas. Amherst had their uh, their fill of <clears throat> waste being dumped into the river. Yeah. Swimming, fishing, boating, and other uses that may involve water are highly discouraged. What about that guy who, uh, who was uh, surfing. surfing? Yeah. I don't is know he going to go back out? It's a little chilly out for surfing this time of year. Well, At least it's... that was like 70-degree weather that guy was in. True. But, you know, if you uh, prepare yourself with the right equipment, you could, you could go out there on a 45-degree day. I guess you could. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Post Commission announced Monday that Springfield Police Officer Greg Bigda has been denied recertification at this time. Gee, I, I wonder why. <laughs> um, could it be all of the evidence stacked against him? Uh, could be. Bigda is currently marked by the Post Commission as not certified. This means that Bigda has not met the requirements needed to become recertified. Springfield Police Spokesperson Ryan Walls said that uh, as a result, he is no longer being paid by the city. Big to testify before the Post Commission back in October under the state's police reform law. All police officers must be certified in the state. Big to is not certified due to a number of incidents over the years. I'll tell you what, this uh, this post office has been uh, you know, kind of involved here. I mean, they're not only making this decision, they're also delivering mail every day. Well, it's uh, neither rain nor sleet nor hail nor snow. It's the first one! Bigda was uh, previously accused of assaulting and threatening two juvenile suspects in 2016 after the teenagers allegedly stole an unmarked police cruiser that he left the keys in and led them on a chase from Springfield to Palmer. See, they they leave that part out. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, he just chased these kids. Yeah, because he left the keys and running in the car. To well, go he, get was pizza. Just, he was just going in for a minute. I'm just going to get my calzone. Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, uh, yeah. during the chase, uh, did he eat the calzone or just uh, did the calzone just you know stay there on the counter? Yeah, see, the, the, these are the details I want to know, too. You're right. Wait, did he ever get the food? Did, and did he, cut, like, you know, obviously another cop picked him up. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, you know, um, I've eaten my share of calzones. Yeah. They're not easy to eat while you're driving. You know, do you think they got back all the way back after that whole incident in Palmer and they get all the way back to Pearl Street and Trent Duda goes in and looks for the French fries and they're like, wait a minute, uh, I ordered a large French fry. There's only like a quarter of them in here. We got hungry. It was a long ride to Palmer and back. And Trent says, come on, man. I haven't eaten all the doodah day. Do you know how much energy it takes to threaten somebody with false charges? Like, that takes a lot out of you. I need my <laughs> cholesterol, my fats. He's been on paid leave for the past five years. In June, Big to sued the uh, city of Springfield, saying they took unfair steps to force him to resign. He's uh, has Springfield has countersued. Back in October, Big to was also arrested for OUI in the town of Palmer, which you got to really try hard to get arrested for an OUI in Palmer. Yeah, because first of all, you have to be um, there's got to be probable cause. So you kind of you kind of have to be looking like you're not driving sober. Yeah. Which in Palmer is very hard to prove. Yeah, I know. Like, it's like, like somebody, sober driving is a thing you don't expect. Yeah, when somebody's driving a straight line, that's when the police pull you over in Palmer. <laughs> like, wait a minute, what are you doing? You're not from around these parts, are you? Yeah. Are you on some sort of psychedelic that's making you drive in such a, a precise fashion? <laughs> yes, I took some Tylenol. Uh, new research shows that intersections continue to be a hot spot for crashes across the state, especially right here in western Massachusetts. Springfield ranks as one of the top communities for dangerous intersections in the Commonwealth, and uh, 22 News spoke with city officials who said that many projects are underway to address that problem. Uh, Mike Sh- Shieldrop of AAA Northeast said intersections are actually the most dangerous place on the road. Every year, about a quarter of all traffic fatalities and about half of traffic injuries in this country are attributed to intersections. And it's a growing hazard for drivers and pedestrians here in Massachusetts. Springfield, Chicopee, and Holyoke and Granby make the top 10 list for the most unsafe intersections in the state. Granby? Yeah, there's a couple intersections in Granby that uh, there's a significant number of crashes. Oh, like I think it's probably like a per capita type of thing. Well, I was going to say that five corner or whatever they call Isn't it five corners I think or that's something? it. Yeah, that's or one of them. Whatever. But that... I mean, that's seemingly wide open, and you can see traffic coming from all directions in that intersection. I mean, Springfield has got its share. I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, they want to put a rotary at the X. Yeah. Which I think is bananas, but okay. Well, why not? That would make more sense. I don't know if there's enough room. You got you gotta knock, uh, to knock away a lot of... You really don't, though. Look at the, <sighs> look at go up to a, a ninety-one in Northampton when you get off the highway at exit whatever it used to be eighteen. Now it's I don't know five hundred and fifty. Whatever right. they named it, uh, the one right the first Northampton exit coming from the south. Yeah, and you get off of that and you take a left like you're going into cent- in the center of town, and there's that little rotary there. That's yeah. a really tiny rotary. They could do that at the yeah, X. but there's a lot more traffic going on in the X than there is on that. Yeah, but that I part of but you know what? Traffic circles actually do make better traffic flow, and I think you'd be able to do it there if somebody redesigned it the right way. 
It would cause a mess for years while yeah. they were building it. I mean, it, it certainly has helped uh, East Lombardo. Uh City officials are hoping to change the uh, dangerous X intersection, utilizing $18 million awarded from the Federal Highway Administration to address 15 dangerous intersections throughout the city. Uh, Chris Signoli, director of the Springfield DPW, said, a road like State Street, the idea of designing a roadway that, uh, like that 15, 20 years ago was, how can a car get as quickly as possible from point A to point B? Now, how can that car uh, traverse that same thing as safely as possible? Actually, the new argument is, how can a police vehicle catch up to that vehicle trying to get down State Street? That's true. Yeah, how fast can you get out of the city to go to Palmer? From State Street? You got a haul ass. You really do. I mean, it's not uh, it's it, I, it it's not seemingly easy to do that. Uh, let's see, uh, we got other stuff here. I'm trying to I'm trying to find some news. There's really not finding much. news. Well, you know. Well, there's I mean, there's other stuff. I had the big ones. Um. Yeah, you did. But uh, what was it? Uh, Twenty two reporting yesterday. The FBI declines investigation into Springfield mayoral voter fraud. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we get that. Yeah, you got that story in front of you? Go ahead, read it. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, Wednesday we know the FBI has opted out of conducting an investigation into claims of voter fraud in Springfield's mayoral election. Springfield's election commission has heard the investigation will not happen. Uh, Discouraging news for some. Great news if you are hungry for a fish sandwich. Did voter fraud happen in the Springfield mayoral election with no confirmed criminal investigation? That's a question that may remain open-ended. They're throwing it back to the uh, the locality. The uh, Springfield Election Commissioner Gladys uh, Ayola Lopez told 22 News the FBI does not intend to investigate the October 28th voter uh, voter fraud claims. Uh, she says that uh, they were among a group of elected election workers that gave sworn affidavits alleging members of Justin Hurst's campaign uh, paid people for their votes. The FBI was in Springfield last month, just weeks after the alleged voter fraud incident was caught on camera at, at City Hall. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. City solicitor John Payne told 22 News, I think it's disappointing uh, given the fact that issues of election fraud and paying people to vote is something that is very serious and I wish it had been investigated, but Payne adds he's not aware of any law enforcement agencies pursuing any investigation at all. Well, And uh, the DA's office apparently had no comment. So no uh, no investigation? No investigation. Oh, like this guy gets off free and clear. There you see. It wasn't lying at all. Yeah. So I guess uh I guess Rick Hurst might have been right. I don't know about I, that. I know, I'm just yeah. joking. I can't even say it with yeah. a straight face. Yeah. Please. Yeah. No. Well, actually, you didn't, even, you didn't even mention that whole thing. Didn't even mention the uh Oh, you know what? The video. I wanted to write this. I wanted to say this, but I can't say it, right? Oh, we're passing notes now? Well, cuz I uh that he would be that. <laughs> yeah, thanks for not doing that on well, the Well, no, I, I mean, it's a private joke that yes. uh, we can share and laugh at uh, hysterically, and I just wanted to share the secret with well, the, the audience. The, this assumption that the yeah. audience is entitled to everything, yeah. uh, to, the, to the whole show, is a total misnomer. Didn't that guy have a cabin somewhere? <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, Perhaps. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today, it's going to be cloudy with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 42. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 652 and the Black Crows at Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be cloudy today with a high of 39 tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 42. It is uh, 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest has been uh, Angela Moore from the band Fishbone. Next week, I got a really interesting one. We're talking to Neil Story. He's the former head of press for Island Records. Uh, he's uh, edited a brand new uh, book. Actually, it's the, the first edition of a series of books. Uh, called uh, 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 the Island Book of Records. The first one is between 1959 and 1968, the first nine years of this label. This is the record label that introduced reggae from Jamaica to the UK. And at one point, they had Bob Marley, Traffic, Jethro Tull, King Crimson, Nick Drake, Cat Stevens, Roxy Music, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other great, uh, you know, great acts. And so... It's an amazing story, a really cool interview uh, with Neil Story that starts Monday on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Don't miss it. It's a very, very good one. Are you ready for the first nostalgia death of 2024? Yeah, sure. This uh, That's something that, you know, uh, ceases to exist even ver- no one really was aware that it still existed in the first place, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, uh, like we all, uh, you know. Nostalgia what, death? Nostalgia death. Uh, the makers of Fruit Stripe Gum have announced that it's been discontinued after an incredible 55-year run. It's a pretty long time for a gum with a flavor that lasted less than five seconds. <laughs> Fruit Stripe Gum, really? Yeah, it was the gum with the zebra mascot. Bright colors zebra striped onto the gum, and the wrappers printed with temporary tattoos. The uh, gum was originally launched back in 1969 <laughs> by the Beech Nut Company. <laughs> 69 yeah, Nut. Yeah, right. Uh, which now primarily produces baby and toddler food. The gum came in five flavors. <laughs> uh, wet and wild melon, right. cherry, lemon, orange, and peach. There was also briefly a chocolate fav- flavor back in the 1970s, but that didn't take off too well. And there was also a line of fruit stripe bubble gum. Uh, as usual, when stuff like this happens, some opportunist ran out to buy the remaining stock of the fruit stripe gum on e- and sell it on eBay for crazy prices. Uh, you can get a whole case of it for one hundred and fifty nine dollars. It's like a, it's like a twenty dollar you know case of fruit stripe. You ever chew uh, some fruit stripe? Yeah, it's disgusting. It's gross. It's not. Uh, it's it like was, like my least favorite gum. It, it was for kids. It, that's all it was. It was one of the, it was a flavor blast for a couple of seconds, and then that was it. But even as a young precocious child, if someone gave me a, a stick of fruit stripe, mm-hmm. it always led to some level of disappointment. It's hardly a bazooka. It's not even a double bubble. No. Give me a hubba bubba. I'm the happiest kid alive. I like hubba bubba. I like hubba bubba. Hubba that was a good gum. Yeah. Good is... quality gum. And the uh, here's a fu- here's a fun fact for you. The zebra's mascot name was Yipes, and there was an ad slogan proclaiming Yipes stripes fruit stripe gum. What's your favorite gum chewing story? That's what the holidays are all about. Just a bunch of guys sitting around chewing gum. Having the chew of the year. I also got a buddy who's into other things, too. Yeah, Fruit Stripe's disgusting. It's uh, probably best that's off the market. Yeah, well, you know what? Uh, uh, It's another thing gone by the way of the dinosaur. Like a squirt gum. You remember a a squirt? Yeah, you know what they call that? (laughs) Yeah. They call it gum gum. Yeah, it's not what they called it. No, but it's not spelled with a G. No, it's yeah. really not. Yeah. Anyhow, it's uh, 6.56. <laughs> Marty Caproni will be joining us in just a few minutes at Rock 102.
And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when I was but a young, innocent college student filled with a worldly optimism and unrealistic ambitions, I was called upon to use my resilience and tenacity to get by. Sure, I was broke buying into that whole college education scam, but that never stopped me from finding ways of donating to medical science or certain bodily fluids in exchange for charitable contributions. And while that money was used for education essentials, like a 12-pack of Heineken and a stuffed crust pizza, I never prostituted myself in exchange for a compensated endorsement. That didn't come until I was at least in my late 30s working here at Rock 102. Nevertheless, the world of college athletics is finally learning how to manage the financial realities of allowing student-athletes to accept endorsement deals with the name and likeness contracts. For the past couple of years, the NCAA has been legally obligated to allow these sort of financial arrangements, and so far, these NIL deals have been governed by an arbitrary set of rules that didn't make a whole lot of sense. But when you put former Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker in charge, well, then now you're starting to see some changes. Yesterday, the NCAA approved a bunch of rules and guidelines that are meant to protect student-athletes from unscrupulous agents looking to take advantage of their youth and inexperience, many of whom are unaware that there are unfavorable terms and provisions in these contracts that expose the student-athlete to getting ripped off, oftentimes before they even enroll. Now, nobody wants to see some low-life scumbag take advantage of a young athlete for their own personal financial gain. That sort of dishonesty and fraud really should be left to qualified adults. So it's time and our about time that the NCAA comes up with a plan that allows them to take advantage of these kids instead. For example, by providing a list of approved agent contacts that the NCAA likes instead. I can't see how something like that could possibly become a potential conflict of interest. Of course, there are other rules being discussed too, but that's the one, that's the one that seems to be the most prone to potential scandal and corruption. And that's the one that I'm fixated on. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Everyone's got different needs. You might need a snowblower or a mere ice scraper. Rockies is with your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. Whether it's ice melt, snow shovels, washer fluid, whatever it may be, Rockies has it before and after the storm at your Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Clap. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 709 in Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 42. It's 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, we'll have comedian uh, Paul Mercurio on the phone list later on uh, this morning. Also, your chance to win the uh, big package, the big swinging package big of the Springfield package. Thunderbirds. It's a yeah. Thunderbird Thursday. we got tickets for Monday afternoon's game Damn. at the Mass Mutual Center. And look who's back. Oh. Comedian Marty Caproni, welcome, someone welcome, welcome. The, some left the cat door open, so I crawled through it, and uh, here I am. You see, you see that cat door that was on, uh, what's that show where they present all the, uh, Shark Tank, that one. The cat door, the guy no. invented the cat door where if the ca- it detects if the cat has something in its mouth, like it, a mouse, it won't, let, it it won't let the cat in until it drops it. Are you serious? Yeah. Hmm. It's like it like it has like a facial recognition thing that uh, says if the cat is up to no good. I I can't help but think, I mean, not to crap on somebody's uh, life dream, but I can't help but think that there's bigger problems you could have solved at the level of engineering that went into that that you decided to apply it to a cat door. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know that kind of technology that could get sold to a bigger company for right. different purposes. Right, and so all of a sudden that you know that little cat door could be. 
uh, you know, t- you know, preventing people from going into parking garages because they don't have they haven't paid their their taxes or or their insurance or whatever. <laughs> right. Or or uh, or husbands who are coming home and their wives won't let them come in with their shoes on. Or yeah, whatever. I would love to see a situation where you would be driving through a flap. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a good one. I like that. You like driving through flap? I would yeah. like to drive right. through yeah. a flap. I'm an excellent <laughs> flap driver. When I got my license, I had to do the three-point turn. <laughs> Your dad and driving through flaps. Your dad used to let you flap up and down the driveway. Didn't <laughs> well, we got to practice. Really you need the road so. time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, big show tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, tonight's the night, man. So, we're hoping that... Uh, all of the folks uh, out there listening in the area, um, come out to the new spot. We will be at the Shortstop Barn Grill um, in the, uh, the dedicated space there in the back, which is going to be awesome. And uh, talk to, I've talked to I must have talked to Nabil probably eight times yesterday. He's such a good dude, you know, uh, really, really good guy. They're excited over there. Um, it's we've we've been I've been pleasantly surprised by the response. So uh, you know I tell everyone there's not a lot of ones where I'm like I really need people to turn out, but this is definitely one I I need people to turn out for. Show up, yeah. show, show up, up. show yeah. up, show yeah. up. Now if you show up to the old place, I think you're going to find it's not going to be quite as many, many laughs going on there. So uh, you might think about listening very carefully that it's at the shortstop in Westfield on Route 20. Yes, and you know just for uh, giggles. I had to go over to the old spot to pick up some stuff and everything last night. I just, I, I timed myself to see how long. It was not a very far ride at all. Um, you know, sometimes people hear in their head Westfield, and they, I, I got a couple of people messaging me like, I finally found something that I loved in my life, and mm-hmm. I'm sad, and like everything else, it goes away, and I'm like, where do you live? And they're like, Chickabee. I'm like, it's 15 minutes. Like, you're mm. acting like we're moving to Florida, <clears throat> or like the place is, has died or gone out of business. I'm like... Same show. It's like we've been to ten shows in a row. I we won free tickets. Uh, this other lady was like, we won free tickets at. Uh, we won to free tickets at the Christmas show. She's like, but I'm sad that we'll never get to use them. I'm like, lady, you can use them here. I go, it's it's, yeah. it's like 15 minutes away, and and then she was like. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, really, I like, all right, awesome. I mean, really, if if you're at the if you're gonna go to the old location, you just shoot out of there, head to the uh, to the pike, you get That's, to the pike, and boom, 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 you're right there in Westfield. You you can you can go the pike way, or I mean, for me coming from uh, my side of Chickabee, I I took Route 20, and it's really you're just it's just over the West Springfield yeah. line, and you're there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you, it was it's uh, I'm excited because uh, you know I was talking to you guys and stuff. So, there's a big listenership in like Westfield, Southwick, Agawam. Big, 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 big amount of listeners. Oh yeah, we're yeah. The, we're with the what the kids would call uh, the crap over there. Yeah. And I, and I wouldn't use the word crap, oh. but but uh, uh, I in believe order to shiznit, yeah, with a shiznit the over sh- there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I've been real happy. Thank you to all those that have already started to reach out and be like, "Oh my god, this is so cool! I can go now." So it's a double edged sword. The people that think it's so far away. They're gonna have to just just come try it once, and you'll be like, "Oh, not bad." Yeah. The people that were there are like, "We we could never make it the last time, but we'll come now." And I'm like, "It's not even that far." You know, we talk about this show so much. Yeah, this comedy show yeah, that it feels like annoying. a crowdfunding thing. Like we're trying to save Marty's is. life. Yeah, yeah. Well, won't you help a struggling comedian like yeah. Marty? You know what was so funny when you guys read that uh, that thing yesterday on the air about that guy that sent in the. The thing be like, ooh, who's this guy? Yeah, he's got a face for radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that 
Uh, Who the, never responded about the free ticket either? I don't know. No, because no. no, you offered for him. To I come. offered him. He I never would, responded. I would. And his his response was the only the face for the radio is the only radio joke I know. I tell him I didn't. I I never seen his face. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, but I was just going to tell you that that uh, the response has been really thank you to all the people who wrote me nice letters. Like I feel like Ferris Bueller. Like oh no no we love. <laughs> You know, it's like it's fine. fine. The uh, the dip, the exact distance between Chicopee and Westfield, yeah, twelve point four miles. There you go. I, yeah. I I could do that kind of distance in my sleep. Yeah, you know what it is. People like get used to going someplace the same place all the time, right? And it's convenient to them. And yep. now they have to reconfigure in their brain how I'm going to get over to this new one where I live from where I live. Yeah, it, I, and and honestly, I'm I'm telling you guys, I'm not just saying. It. It's not a very fat. It's not a far ride <laughs> at no, all. No, it's you not know. at all. Actually, it's closer for me, which is uh, really the You're whole thrilled. point of yes. the whole thing is <laughs> yeah. that it's closer to my yeah. house. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's longer from my house. I mean, it's now uh, you know twenty five point four miles. John James is a very funny comedian that started uh, back in the day with mm-hmm. Nagel and I. He commented on Steve's post. He, he said, uh, "I'm going to hold out coming until it's located in Steve's living room, and then it's really convenient." For yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about having pop up living room shows at my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the Kenny Rogers Roasters barn. That yeah, you know, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a great place for a show. <laughs> That's uh, that, that that is a pretty neat sign. You sent me the picture. Yeah. Of the, did you get the video from? Oh, him? I did. Uh, he, he right you away. Drive up and it lights yeah. up. I was like. Listen, uh, uh, men are stupid, right? Yeah. M- m- we do stupid projects or whatever, but you respect it when you see another man do it. And yeah. You see that thing light up, and I'm like, he's living his dream. Look what? at that. <laughs> I, I, tell, I, I tell everybody, I'm like, you can tell I'm not married or have a woman <laughs> oh, yeah. in my life because like, no respectable woman would allow that to happen to her house at all. At all. You take that damn thing off the garage right now. But you know, you never know, Steve, if you're going to settle down, what you need to do now is do even more ridiculous stuff so you have some middle ground to compromise on. So She'll it's be like, always quirky. She can yeah. be like, listen, yeah. you can keep the light up Kenny Rogers roaster sign, but you need to take the drive up window out of the bedroom. <laughs> wow. Aren't, did you see this kiss sign down the middle of the hallway down here? Did you see no. that? You yeah, gotta, it's, a, it's a light up kiss sign. It's a light up sign. kiss sign. Oh, well, I, I think it was from next. somebody's uh, holiday display or something <laughs> that donated it back here. And uh, I want to put that one up on the barn. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not doing anything else but just flashing lights all day. When I think of Kiss, I also somehow crave Kenny Rogers roasted chicken. That's so what I'm I saying. think it's yeah. a really good pairing. Listen, I, 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 even Gene Simmons, I believe, when he was singing "God of Thunder," one of the lines is, "It's the wood that makes it good." I I could have like all these light ups. Yeah, I don't think that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I gotta uh, say, as a I gotta say, as a Kiss, uh, I gotta say, uh, love Kenny Rogers roasted chicken. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's not fast food. It's good food. Can you imagine him eating yeah. chicken? with that tongue. Yeah, <laughs> you bring yeah. Craig Gass to your house. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's Craig Gass. I gotta get him. I gotta call Craig and get He should come on. Oh, he's, he's, been, he's here. been here yeah, before. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. Very, he's very so funny. funny. Uh, there was something I was gonna say about that. Now I can't. Oh, I, I could have like a whole yard full of signs that when people just drive in, yeah. they all light up yeah. at the same time. Well, I told you about the guy that at least didn't live at the end of my street. It was my cousin's next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had all these things in his front yard, including an old gas pump. Oh, like like the like, like the old style yeah, yeah, gas yeah. pump, and and people were too stupid to realize it's not a gas station. <laughs> yeah. And he had like one of these these, these turnarounds in his driveway, so it looked like mm-hmm. it could have been a gas station. Yeah, but it wasn't no gas station. Did so people, people pull all, up? 
all the time. You, you all the time. <laughs> See, I don't want that. I'm not selling chicken. This is just a joke. What it's about curly fries? It's, it's curly fries? Yeah, curly fries? Well, maybe curly it's fries. All, it's all fun and games right now, Steve, until someone comes in the kitchen someday where you're making uh, you're making dinner and they throw five on the table. And they're like a three-piece and, yeah. and a biscuit, No, I'm, I'm waiting until like, like 3 o'clock in the morning some drunk driving by who didn't throw his nip bottles out on my front lawn going... <laughs> Hey man, I'm really hungry. You got any chicken? We can we can do a rotisserie. Yeah, we can throw, we can throw one out quick. You got an extra 15 minutes? Uh, that's right. I just bought a super bird to make wife right aloud. There you go. <laughs> it's uh, just about 7:20 on Rock 102. Classic Rock at 7:25 and the doors with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, this literally just came out. This is uh, being reported uh, right now on ESPN. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are expected to part ways Thursday after a remarkable 24 what? seasons together. Ending an unmatched run in NFL history that included six Super Bowl titles. That's according to sources from ESPN. Um, both Belichick and Kraft are, uh, as uh, one outside party noted, they, they took the high road, which is appropriate for an owner-coached tandem that will go down as one of the greatest in uh, in history he has one year remaining on his contract and will be allowed to leave the team without the patriots seeking compensation which means he could uh, pick any job he damn well feels like uh, the big one right now is being said to, to be the atlanta falcons but who knows so uh apparently the decision is ma- made according to espn and i assume at some point the patriots will make some sort of statement later today Wow, uh, I think I, I mistake. I think it's a mistake too. I think they they should have given him, not, let him finish that one year and uh, put in the general manager. This is what I can't wrap my mind around. You are loaded for bear next year. You got you got high draft picks. You have a good a cap, defense. A good defense. You got cap space. You got McDaniel sitting there that you can bring back home. You got all the stuff ready to make yourselves a, a competitor overnight again. And you don't have the foresight to just get over yourself and get by it and give this guy another year. I think Tom Brady should be the coach of the New England Patriots. Tom Brady wouldn't uh, wouldn't take the cut and pay since he's about to make a big giant fortune in broadcasting. Yeah. So that's a ten year contract he's got with uh, with that. So he's I'll, not going to do that job. But I'll tell you what, he could. I'm sure whatever job. I feel like whatever job you gave Tom Brady, uh, he would be great at it. I think uh, this whole uh, Mike Vrabel thing. Yeah, that's what I think. May have sped this up a little bit. There may have been more conversations about how to keep Bill Belichick, but now you have the. If they don't get Mike Vrabel now, someone else is going to get him. And, and listen, he's an excellent coach. Vrabel's a good coach. What he had six seasons in uh, Tennessee, brought him to the playoffs four times. Um, you know, he had a couple of off seasons. But what people don't get in this league now is because of the salary cap. Things are so tight that nobody is dominant like the Patriots were dominant. That's the genius of Bill Belichick. He was able to figure out a way to dominate every year to get whatever competitive advantage. That's what I'm saying. You give the guy a couple of rough years, and now you're like, nah. Suddenly he's forgot the coach. No, I don't think he's forgotten the coach. I think that that's just the league. But if they get variable and they stay with him, I'll be comfortable with that. So there you go. Bill Belichick apparently leaving the Patriots after 24 seasons. It's uh, 728 on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 731 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. It's time for news. It is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting in your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield. 
today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Banks. The FBI has opted out of conducting an investigation into claims over voter fraud in uh, Springfield's mayoral election. The Election Commission has learned the investigation will not happen, discouraging news for some. Did voter fraud happen in the Springfield mayoral election with no confirmed criminal investigation? That's a question that may remain open-ended. Springfield Election Commissioner Gladys Oyola Lopez said that the FBI does not intend to investigate the October 20th voter fraud claims. Lopez was among the group of election workers that gave sworn affidavits alleging members of Hearst's campaign uh, paid people for their votes. The FBI was in Springfield last month, just weeks after the voter fraud incident, alleged voter fraud incident, was caught on camera at City Hall, though at the time there wasn't much public information on whether or not they'd conduct an investigation of their own. News of the FBI's decline, uh, a letdown to city solicitor John Payne, who said, I think that's disappointing given the fact that the issues of the election fraud and people paying to vote is something that's very serious and I wish it had been investigated. Payne adds that he's not aware of any other law enforcement agencies pursuing an investigation. When 22 News reached out to the DA's office for comment, a spokesperson said they had no information to add. Oh, I wonder, you're I wonder, calling the wrong number, by the way. I wonder what the hell uh, you know, caused the FBI to say we're not going to investigate. Because you can't at that point say, well, there's not enough evidence. Well, that's what your investigation is supposed to well, do is to find the evidence. Well, it doesn't. Sometimes investigations are not picked up by federal investigators bureaus and because maybe they have to see how extensive it is and if it's not as grandiose as yeah. maybe some more of elaborate schemes of voter fraud go they turn it back over to the jurisdiction that that, that they're in uh, <laughs> i don't even laugh and make a light of this but all i can picture is like they the the voter fraud division of the fbi and they're all sitting around they're like uh, this crew's investigating the ballot stuffing against the Democrats. This crew's investigating the uh, insurrection, blah, 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 against the Republicans. Yeah. And there's like one guy like, fish sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. I got to do the fish sandwich. We don't, we don't have time for this. We have to go uh, analyze those yeah. Dominion voting machines. Yeah. It's, like, just, it's yeah. like, like one rookie in the room. Johnson, <laughs> yeah. you get the Springfield fish sandwich uh, investigation. Say what you want about Western Mass, but one thing we are really good at is not complicating yeah. things. We're like, there's sophisticated code in the back end of this voting machine. <laughs> for 10 bucks and a fish sandwich, this guy was trying to buy... <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, well, you know, I I think that's probably in the long run. I think that's probably good that they don't do that. I think mm-hmm. that that's probably why everyone's tired of the narrative constantly, all the time. And to be honest, and this sounds messed up, but I think that people have a tolerance to some level of quote unquote voter fraud. If someone's handing out sandwiches and 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 ten dollar bills, and I'm not saying that's what happened, but if it did, that probably is not the first time that's happened uh, in American politics. And the other thing is, it didn't really make a difference No, if it did happen. Right. So, right. you know, I mean, he, he still lost well, by a pretty pretty we, wide margin. We don't know how many people were motivated by that video. There's, there's really no way to tell. I mean, no. I mean, even if you surveyed people in Springfield, they're probably not going to tell you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it that uh, there were some people who say, well, I'm not going mean, to, I didn't get my fish sandwich. Well, or, or I'm not going to vote for him. Listen, I, I I tend to like Mayor Dom Don. The guy seems like he's got a good sense of humor. He always yeah. takes uh, your your impressions and all the fun stuff that we say. Yeah. And he seems like a proactive manager. But I'll say this. Uh, you know, I didn't live in Springfield. But if I did, you know, I can't eat fish with the gout. You know, so if you're, if you're going <laughs> to... 
Yeah, make it make it more appealing to you. Yeah, what about yeah. why why so targeted? What about people who might like chicken? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, what about a chicken sandwich? What about for, two two McChickens equals one fisherman jig or whatever? Yeah, you, you could uh, tr- do your trade off, the voter trade off. <laughs> I'll tell you uh, what: if you gave me one of uh, you know Barry's egg salad sandwiches, I, oh. I would uh, I would vote that way. Oh, see, that would be voter fraud. Yeah, now you're taking something of actual value <laughs> instead of ten dollars. I mean, a fish sandwich. For, for that sandwich, I would not only uh, you know cast a, my vote in a different way. I would also find a way to avoid paying taxes. He makes <laughs> it with chickens that lay golden eggs. Of course, he does. Yeah, the magical <laughs> chickens. I have to have this dang egg salad that Barry Krieger makes because I've heard about it a lot. It's I, I don't know what he does to it, but it's really, really good. It's like the best egg salad you've ever had in your life. <laughs> now that you said you yeah. don't know what he does to it, I yeah. just had a bunch of flash of well, a bunch hey. of obscene things <laughs> happening in the kitchen and I'm like, God, I hope no, that's, that's not. not that, that, that's not Barry's way. No. It's not really Barry's way, but it is It is real <laughs> solid egg really? salad. You know, from, from the reading the witness statements of this voter alleged voter fraud thing yeah. the the people who really gave gave it away were the guys who were hired off the street allegedly <laughs> uh they're, they're just guys under the underpass you right. know walking around they're like hey you want ten dollars in a fish sandwich go go vote for this guy uh, down at city hall okay and they when they got into the voting thing the one guy said Where's my fish sandwich and my ten dollars? <laughs> is that how it? Yeah. Is that how it came and, then there, and then the lady was like, "What do you? T- we don't do that here." Uh, yeah, my name's Bob. I live uh, Main Street. Uh, I'll take a number four. Uh, what? Are you? Which ballot would you like, Republican or Democrat? I'll take a number four, please. Uh, number four. Oh, I don't get that here. <laughs> Can I have some extra extra uh, dipping sauce too? But that's what I'm saying. Why would the FBI, these people who are, they're they're brilliant people, right? They go to school, they have business degrees, accounting degrees. Why would those people be like, listen, here's what we got. You can try to figure out if the back end code of these voting machines is allowing people backdoor access to manipulate votes. You can also uh, pull up all the security footage and you can try to see how many votes people are putting in baskets. Or, or, and hear me out on this. Bob, who lives under the bridge over there, <laughs> was passing out ten dollar bills and chicken sandwiches. You're like, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't want to do that with my time. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I don't. I have bigger things. I have bigger fish for. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying. Uh, in support of historic preservation, Valentine Mansion is hosting a fundraising event in February. The public is invited to attend the Springfield Preservation Trust 2024 Winter Fundraiser titled, titled "For the Love of a City: A Valentine Affair" on Sunday, February 4th. After a four-year hiatus, the Springfield Preservation Trust, a nonprofit organization aiming to protect historic properties in the city, uh, announced its winter fundraiser to showcase Valentine Mansion located at 270 Maple Street. The event space is uh, courtesy of the homeowner. Homeowner says what? What? Ah, oh, you got me again. Ah. The uh, rare opportunity gives the public full access to the largest single-family home in Springfield, according to Erica Swallow, president of the Preservation mm. Trust. The uh, guided tour shows the 11,000-square-foot mansion built in 1879. It has 30 rooms, which includes 12 bedrooms, a 40-foot grand ballroom, and an ornate, 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 or, ornate, yes. ornate flo- what does that mean? Or it's fancy. Floor. Fancy, fancy. Uh, for uh, to ceiling hand carved uh, fireplace. A there's floor a, to ceiling uh, hand pictures of this place. Yeah, it's. Be- I'm looking at them now. It's, it's pretty it's, nice. It's amazing. It's an amazing place. I I would like to see uh, pictures of that. Yeah. Now I'm looking at the, the picture of the uh, the ballroom. You know, I like a, a place with a lot of ballroom. To be do honest, you, do yeah, you? yeah, I yeah. do. I do. 
But uh, the woodwork, the uh, the view, it's breathtaking. You know, you uh, if you're driving around Maple Street, you may not realize that there's so much to take in. But when you're in a house like that, you're like, damn, I what I wouldn't give to be living in a manse of that proportion. So what you're saying is Erica Swallow is going to be having this event to show off all this woodwork? Yep. Yep. Very great. That's great. Oh, the woodwork is lovely inside of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Uh, if you want to attend, the event is $40 per person for the Springfield Preservation Trust members and 45 for non-members. It's being held February 4th from 1 to 4 p.m., which includes music, whores d'orves, wine, beverages, a silent auction, and tours of the mansion. You ever have a Whores de Orve? Uh, no, I have not. I hear they're plentiful in that part of Maple Street. I thought most of the Whores were outside that building. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. In that section of town, there's lots of Whores de Orves going on over there. Corner of de Orves and Maple? <laughs> isn't it like? Isn't it so weird that you got this beautiful building right in the middle of one of the most blighted neighborhoods in Springfield? Yeah. <laughs> Did, didn't that get hit by the tornado? Isn't that the area I, that got that, hit by the tornado? I think that's one of the reasons why they're trying to revamp the place yeah. and, and keep it preserved because oh, it did yeah. suffer some damage i think there might have been a fire there at some point um but yeah it's yeah. it's the biggest house in the, in the city you know years ago when we were looking for places to uh, to move to you know i'd be on like zillow and we'd look at our houses all the time trying to find out uh you know uh like the home values of uh of friends of mine yeah, yeah, i'm, I'm yeah. nosy that way yeah I, I i get that there's so many unbelievable architecturally magnificent homes in springfield i mean like really yeah. amazing and and a lot of our, our you know in 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 that area of town there's some great ones on like you know dartmouth street the great ones in uh clarendon i mean just um, unbelievably breathtaking buildings sumner ave even remember absolutely uh, and, and uh and what's uh long hill long hill yeah those those, those like, little row of like five or ten mansions over yeah, there? i used to live in uh i didn't live in a mansion but i lived in a pretty nice house that was turned into a three-family house and i lived in the attic it was right over on uh off of white street oh okay like near the white street school but beautiful homes, and when I say attic, it, those attics in those old homes are like they're they're fully. Yeah. It was yeah. a full two bedroom apartment. It was pretty impressive how how big it was and the the architecture to go along with it. So a lot of these a lot of these homes are historical buildings. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they're all registered with the historical societies and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I'm looking at this the other, uh, you know yesterday. I'm thinking, hey, how come um, you got a house like this, but yet somehow someone thought it was like a really good idea. To tear down the Barney Estate in Forest Park, I still I've never I've never understood what the hell they did. I mean, the the the, the, the carriage house is a beautiful building, but I got to believe the house was even better, and they they tore it down. That's what I always say is, if that's the carriage house, what do you think the estate must have looked like? Yes, yeah, you know, if it it looks like the uh, the lighted up recreation of it at Bright Nights. <laughs> A woman was arrested after police say she ran off with unpaid groceries and dropped a three-year-old child in the process. 21-year-old Jackariah Gurton walked out of a Walmart in Louisville, Kentucky on December 17th with about $100 to $150 worth of groceries that she did not pay for. When Walmart loss prevention tried to stop her, she fled and dropped the child on the ground before driving away. <laughs> That's something you're going to be mad at your mother for the rest of her life yeah. about. You left me in the Walmart. For a 32-inch flat screen. No, it was groceries at least. Uh, groceries EMS up. was uh, called to check on the child, and the mother of the child was contacted. Uh, the mother helped police identify the suspect. What? She's charged the suspect. 
Wait, what? Well, I don't understand that. I don't understand how that uh, Walmart lost her. She fled and dropped the child on the ground before. Dro- oh, this is not the mother of the child that that dropped the kid. Oh, just somebody. The was- mother helped identify the woman that dropped the kid. That's what. Oh, it was. someone. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I got it. Oh, yeah. oh, why don't you go with your auntie for a couple hours this afternoon? I'm sure you'll have a good time. Where are you going? Walmart. Oh, you can go check out the toys at Walmart while you're there. She left me here in the store. And now... My dad did that to me when I was a little kid. Left you in a store? Yeah. Uh, do you remember, uh, what was it called? Anderson Little, I think it was, maybe? Or Peter Harris? One of those? Yeah. yeah. It was on uh, Boston Road. Peter Harris, bro. Peter Harris. Yeah. And my, you know, they had suits and everything. My dad brought me and my brother there, and I was running around the store, and my dad was like, listen, we're leaving in two minutes. Be by the door. And my brother was like, let's play hide and seek, or whatever he did. So I was hiding in one of the coat racks, and then my brother just went to the door, and my dad was like, where's where's your brother? Was, I don't know. And they just got in the car and left. Yeah. I still remember. Yeah. I still that that feeling of abandonment. <laughs> like I still carry that with me, and I like. But you know what? Taught me a great lesson. You never did that again. <laughs> it did taught you? me yeah. a great lesson. Learned you know, your lesson. That was a, back in the day where they followed through on the threats. Yeah, like I can say that to my. I'm, you're going to be walking if you if you don't uh, knock it off back there. Like I'm really going to pull over to the side of the road and like kid kid out of the car. But my my dad would have. Yeah, no. If you yeah. want to, uh, that's one thing. If you want, if you want your kid to grow up to understand some sense of boundaries, don't be the parent that's like makes up fake things you're not going to do. Well, then yeah. I'm going to take away the iPad for a month, and then three minutes later, the kid has the iPad back. Actually, do it. You yeah, know? my yeah, uh, my parents yeah, never uh, never uh, abandoned me anywhere because like apparently um, they loved me. Oh, see, yeah. Well, maybe that. Maybe that's that the difference. Been, maybe that was. That that's was, that's was. really hurtful, Bax. Uh <laughs> You know what happened to Macaulay Culkin twice? Yeah, I know. What the odds? I know. He was so good at it. I was so bad. All I could do was put my hand on the window and just cry as I watched the taillights of a 1976 tornado <laughs> go down Boston Road. A tornado. Uh, listen, wow. I don't want to brag, but you know he's doing good. You're a. Uh, <laughs> He was doing very well for himself back in the day. <laughs> he had the nicest tornado on the street. Uh, your Pioneer Valley, for, uh, what about his El Camino, too? Did he have one of those? Uh, cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 42. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.52 and The Clash with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, we got traffic alerts. Road hug! Uh, I-91 South, where you hit the 391 uh, intersection. Yeah. Something's going on there. There might be an accident or whatever. That's backing up uh, far into West Springfield and all that stuff. And then on the other side, uh, I-91 North is backed up to the East Hampton Holyoke exit. I don't know what number that is anymore. It used to be like 17 or something like that, but uh, not sure where it starts or what's going on, but I'm sure 22 News will be on the cases, this person yeah. said. So. And, and, and uh, in a totally unrelated uh, situation, uh, we announced just a few minutes ago that apparently Bill Belichick is leaving the Patriots after 24 seasons. ESPN is reporting that this morning. Mass Lives jumped on top of it, so... Apparently, uh, there's some truth to that, and I'm sure we'll hear 
a statement from somebody later on today. Well, maybe uh, that's what the traffic back. People lost their minds hearing the news that Bill Belichick isn't going to be coaching the Patriots, and now there's accidents yeah. on 91 and 391. Yeah, on a day we would normally have Scott Zolak on the phone, but we have Paul Mercurio instead. Ugh, uh, you think right. we can call Scott and just get him out of bed anyways and talk about it? Yeah, I guess we could. Sure, why not? Yeah, I guess we could. I suppose we could give it a try. We had, had no plans, but who knows? Yeah, maybe he picks up. You know, I'm just saying. If he's awake, you want me to text him? You, you can try. We could probably push uh, Paul off to a later time. All right, sure. Yeah. We can try that. Give it a shot. 91 South is a crap show. That's what okay. I just heard. That's right. a that's a transportation term you they know, use. The, the weird thing is I'm putting, <laughs> I'm putting in, like, directions to east hampton on Waze because yeah. Waze is usually pretty good to tell you like where traffic is there's no traffic backup li- uh, backup lifts yeah, listed on Waze. i don't understand how that works uh Waze updates from google they get their 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 data from google i, I tried google too and i didn't see nothing. any red lines in there usually mm. they show you the red line where something's backed up yeah you'll probably get that soon all right all right. Uh, it's also a Thunderbird Thursday. We'll uh, give you a chance to win the, those tickets a little bit later on. We'll tell you all the details about that. They're playing on Monday afternoon at 3 o'clock because uh-huh. of, the, cause of the, uh, the Martin Luther King holiday. Oh. Yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah, very cool. Oh. It's uh, 7.55 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you folks? I don't know if you knew this, but according to some of the latest labor statistics that I've seen, there's been a recent dramatic increase in the sudden unemployment numbers for uh, football coaches in this country. Just over the last few days, you've had Mike Vrabel leave Tennessee, Pete Carroll leaving Seattle, and now it appears as though Bill Belichick is, in fact, leaving New England. You know, I've long said the head coaching uh, industry is nothing more than a glorified temp position at best, and by today's shocking unemployment numbers and professional coaching, it looks like I wasn't that far off. Yesterday, however, came a real big one. Nick Saban announced that he was retiring as the head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, arguably the greatest head coach in college football history. Now, you might say, really, Baxi? Nick Saban? Better than uh, Joe Pa? Better than Bobby Bowden? Better than the six-time national champion Bear Bryant when he coached Alabama? To which my answer would be yes, 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 and yes. Get a load of these numbers. In 28 seasons, Nick Saban brought home seven national championships, one of which was the one at LSU, won 19 bowl games, walks away with a record of 292 wins, 71 losses, and a tie. That gives him a winning percentage of 804, which leads all active college football coaches. And on top of that, in all those years, he never had a single losing season. And get a load of this social media-generated statistic. Since being hired at Alabama, Nick Saban has produced 44 first-round draft picks. Impressive? Almost as impressive when you realize that Nick Saban only had 29 losses at Alabama. After all these years, Nick Saban has gotten quite enough and has chosen to retire, which is great unless you've, you know, you're a high school senior, you may have been recruited by Nick Saban. But that's probably kind of a bummer, and that would explain why already recruits are starting to wonder whether they'll go there. But that's the sort of thing that has to be expected. The point is, the greatest head coach in college history is going to retire just 2,803 days before I get to announce my retirement from Rock 102. And while his number is certainly better than mine, at least I'm giving you a pl- uh, plenty of heads up. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Everybody has different needs. You might need a snowblower, an ice scraper, or uh, what have you. 
Rockies is your winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. Whether it's ice melt, snow shovels, or windshield washer fluid, Rockies has got it all. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 8.08. And Fleetwood Mac with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, All right. We got a couple of, actually three traffic alerts. That uh, I-91 southbound, right before the 391 interchange, there's a major accident. There are three cars. One of them's up on the guardrail. It's a pretty nasty nasty scene going on there. Traffic is backed up uh, pretty good there. And then up in 91 North, just before you get to East Hampton, that East Hampton uh, exit there, that is, uh, that's backed up for some reason or another. And then County Road in Southampton is closed because of down power lines, possibly due to an accident that happened overnight. So uh, That's a lot. I'm glad all these major arteries are free and clear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not going to cause any traffic problems. Yeah, imagine, thankfully, yeah. none of those areas are well-traveled, so it uh, should be easy to get around. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedian Paul Mercurio has been on our show many, many times, and uh, don't he, I have to introduce him? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you uh, oh, okay. say that. But he's going to be at the at Laugh Boston, uh, not this weekend, next week weekend of the nineteenth and twentieth. All right, All Paul, right. he's on the phone. How are you, buddy? Brother, how are you? Good. I got backs here, and I also uh, I told you we have uh, comedian Marty Caproni here with us in the uh, studio as well. Uh, hey, cool. Hey, Marty, how are you? I'm good, Paul. Yeah. How you doing? Good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Apparently, uh, the two of you have hung out and uh, and yeah. uh, and like that. Uh, so I'll tell you, I'm, we actually worked together once at at comics, which is kind of like one of my home clubs, and 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 they love Paul there. And I was telling him, I was like, uh, one of the most fun times I had was at uh, Ryan from Comics' his wedding. Uh, oh yeah. I, I said, there's nothing more entertaining if you're at a wedding than being there with a comedian that uh just entertained you the whole time and i was like i just i remember you making me laugh for most of the night oh thanks man i was drunk yeah yeah uh, (laughs) alcohol usually helps paul it was actually a great (laughs) wedding it was a bunch of drunk comedians it was fun it it was good it was like a small wedding it was it was almost like didn't feel formal it was really good uh, I got food poisoning. You know, <laughs> you know, that's the best you know. kind of wedding. You, you, exactly. When, when I got married the first time, I almost got sick to my stomach too. <laughs> <laughs> for, for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> well, I mean, things are going well for you. You're still working uh, for the Stephen Colbert show, right? Yeah, Stephen Colbert, Mister. I got an appendix burst. I can't work. Where? <laughs> <laughs> He burst his appendix burst, the idiot. In two weeks, we didn't have shows because he couldn't walk it off. And I'm just, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm not making this up. He had an operation and the thing, and I'm like, I'll do it with a pen. I got a pen. I'll just pull it out. I'll cut you open. And uh, so we, so we, so we missed two weeks of shows uh, just before Christmas because he had a burst appendix. Oh, the, and, the, uh, the nerve of that guy! And, oh my God! And then like. Three weeks before that, he got COVID, and to which I said, "That is so 2020, dude." Really? Yeah, you know. COVID. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, Paul. Some of the best interviews I have ever done were done while bile was running rampant through my body. <laughs> <laughs> the you best. You need? The best. You need anal. You need anal gland suppression, my yes, friend. Yes, that's, that's what we talked about last time. Yeah, yeah. We last time we talked about uh, suppressing anal glands in your dog because your dog has a weak sphincter. Now let's. Turn the tables and talk about your mother. 
<laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I need four hands to suppress her glands. Oh. <laughs> hey, do, do, do you like how I change subjects without switching gears? We don't even use the you clutch. Are, we just yeah. drop the transmission yeah. right in the middle of this. Right. <laughs> you are smooth, baby. Let's Thank take you. a right turn from the left-hand lane. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! She's ninety-six. Wow. Ninety-six. Wow. Yes, and, and will not go down. We try everything. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Like sour milk, bad cheese. You trip her, she bounces back up like a little Italian weevil. She will not <laughs> did you try so a? Le- had- did you try like the uh, the surprise birthday party? Because that knocks down a few. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Every morning I wake her up with an air horn. Just you know, I let her out of the car when we're going about fifty. Doesn't just stop, drop, and roll. I'm yeah. telling you, right there and. Um, so she she started a furniture business. She was like like a progressive woman before. She, in 1960, started a business. We grew up in Providence, Rhode Island, in a tenement house. When high school education, when women in that generation didn't start businesses, you know, they worked at home, which is a full-time job. And she, we grew. We all had to work in the business. 63 years. We just had to make her retire after 63 years. And she's mad. She wants to open the store somewhere else. No, she does. She's out of her mind. And she goes, I go, Ma, you're relaxed. You've got money. Now. We'll, take you. We'll, we'll take you to the senior center. You can relax. Have fun. She goes, I'm not going to go there. Those people are old. They're old. They're 96. What are you going to go skydiving with Taylor Swift and you blow with Travis Kelsey? They're old. And then she won't buy anything. Like, it's, like she has money. Anybody listening, you know, you got that parent or grandparent. She's 96. She grew up in the Depression. She, she goes to garbage on Sunday nights, looking for garbage on like the people leave out, you know, to, for to be picked up. And, that. and she, it, it, she, she found her hearing aid in the garbage, and it's because it's so. And she, and it, it, it was, it was, it was <laughs> yeah, all day, all day, all night. So, and then one, like I would have to be lookout for her. Like we would, I'd be driving her back from like the post office or something. It's like ten o'clock at night. It's like, oh, oh, look, there's garbage, and I have to pull over. Right, and she's th- going through the garbage. Right, she's hearing is whistle. A pack of dogs been attracted to her, and she turns to me in a house dress and curlers. I'm not making any of this up. And she's holding like a clock in her hand, standing over the garbage. She goes, "I can't believe these people threw this clock out. They're crazy." I'm like, "They're crazy. They're crazy." I'm lookout in some bad Italian American version of Antiques Roadshow, and they're crazy. Well, she had a furniture oh store. She was probably picking up. Was it like an antique furniture store, or was it a brand new stuff? Uh, we would tell people they were antiques, but they weren't. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. What? Oh, yeah, no, that's an antique, and then I would stab it with a knife and make it look old. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, Even it, if it, it was new, it was new, and like you know, it was nice stuff and everything. But like, you just had to, you know, she she was losing her mind. I, I, I she was locking people in the store. In the middle of the day, get somebody was yeah. You laugh. I had to deal with all this. <laughs> go there, and the doors locked, and there's a woman in the store. And I go, ma'am, what are you doing? She goes, well, your mother. I, I she locked me in the store. <laughs> she goes, what? I go, what happened? She goes, well, I was looking around. I couldn't couldn't get out. I said, how long have you been here? She goes, four hours. <laughs> I said, what have you been doing? She goes, well, I browsed a lot. And she goes, I took a nap on that sofa. And she goes, your name, Paul? I go, yeah. She goes, the phone rang, and I took messages. She took messages from me. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm yelling at my mother. I'm like, Ma, you can't lock people in the store. She goes, I don't know what you're yelling at me about. 
that woman liked the sofa that she uh, took a nap on. Uh, she liked it so much she's going to buy it. I made a sale and I wasn't even in the store. Right? Okay, you know, maybe the reason she doesn't want to go to the home is she's looked at the furniture in the place. She said, I'm not going to sit on rattan or or, uh, or, or or wicker. What do you think I am? An, an old uh, Pier 1? I'm be- exactly. we're, we're better than this. Exactly. Well, all our stuff was stuff that, that we couldn't sell. It was all like seconds and like. You know, you had to sit on a three-legged stool and balance it with your other leg. Like it was like ridiculous. <laughs> You're like a like a railroad salvage. Remember, like Ruby Vine and Choo Choo. Oh, oh my God! I totally forgot about that place. Yeah, I remember that place. Those commercials, and he had a little Choo Choo hat on. And yeah, whatever. And that guy was my father. Everybody. <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, no, the whole thing has just been. It's just been like uh, we had to have her car fumigated. Because uh, she went to the market this is over the summer, and she like decided, oh, she's got some like some of her girlfriends over, so she went and got like food and stuff like that, and cheese and this and that, whatever. To, like, and then she goes, oh, I want to go to Walmart. Like, she just gets these big urges, and so she goes to Walmart, and she took some of the food and the cheese, and she shoved it under the front seat of the car. <laughs> oh, that's always good. Yeah, and, and then forgot it was there. Right. And and it was like July. It sat in the car for like two days. OK, so the cheese stunk up the whole car <laughs> to the point where we had to have it fumigated. Yes, yes, yes. And then when you say to her, why did you put the cheese under the front seat of the car? And I'm quoting now because I didn't want people to steal the cheese. OK, you lost your mind. Okay? <laughs> Well, apparently there's a Gouda thief running around Rhode Island that nobody knows about. Well, that's that stuff is pretty expensive, Paul. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past somebody to steal the wheel of cheese. But it, but it reminds me of what my grandmother used to do. We used to go to this restaurant. We'd only want, we'd only uh, have the ability to see my grandmother for uh, one day out of an entire six month period because that's all you wanted to spend time with her. And we'd take her to this restaurant where they had this big salad bar. And she would wrap up, again, from the Depression era, yeah. they would wrap up, she would wrap up the celery sticks and the carrot sticks and then put them in her purse and then forget about them to the next six months that we visited Grandma and go, Grandma, what's that smell? Did somebody die in here? No, I forgot I wrapped up the celery sticks from the restaurant the last time we went. That's exactly what my mother yeah, would yeah. do. Doesn't she, they wrap stuff in the napkin. And even if it's a cloth napkin, she just takes the cloth napkin from the restaurant like she doesn't even care. Yeah, but and it's like, and then it's like crazy. Yeah, but, you, but but a rancid cheese sandwich in the front of the, in front of the car. <laughs> the only thing in the world that would like that would probably be your dog. It's probably hey, it smells pretty good in here. I, I'm just comforted <laughs> that you still let her drive. You're like this is a '96. Trust her. Yeah. Oh my God, we're just the you know why not? I mean, if we have to deal with her, let the rest of the world. <laughs> She hit a tree in her own front yard. Yeah, apparently that just jumped out at her. She hasn't seen that for about 40 years. She, she, she literally, like, like, there's so many things. Like, you can't throw stuff out either. You try throwing stuff out because, like, they don't want So we're trying to close the store, and I'm throwing stuff out, right? And I turn my back, and the stuff I had just thrown out is out of the garbage again because, you know, they, they don't want to throw anything out. So I look over, and I go, I must have forgotten, and I throw it out again. And then she, I grab it. And she, she pulled it out of the garbage again. And I snap and I go, will you stop? This is how you have to throw your stuff out with my mother. You know that scene in this Godfather 2 when De Niro shot Dom, shoots Don Fanucci, the guy in the stairwell in the white suit, shoots him in the cheek. Then he, goes on, then he goes on this roof and he breaks the gun into a million pieces and shoves it into different pipes. Right. That's how you have to throw stuff out with my mother. You literally <laughs> have, to get, you have to tear the pieces of paper up like this. And then you have to go to different houses and go, excuse me. 
could you just throw this piece of paper? A little four-foot Italian Weeble woman's going to come here asking for it. You never saw me. You never saw me. <laughs> hiding like, bodies. Like oh, my insane. God. Uh, Paul, Paul Macario <laughs> is going to be at the at Laugh Boston on January nineteenth and twentieth. Uh, not this weekend, next weekend, Friday and Saturday, two shows on on Saturday. Hey, how's your podcast going? It's great. It's great. We uh, had Kevin Costner on, uh, Brian Cranston talking about uh, talking about uh, the second season of Your Honor. Um, we've got uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson coming up, and uh, of course, I had Paul McCartney on, which we talked about before. Oh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's called Inside Out with Paul Mercurio. If anybody wants to check it out, uh, it's a new thing called a podcast. Nobody has. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> by the way, my wife talking about my dog uh, last night forgot to give the dog the pill. What happened? Wheeze all over the place. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a this is a problem. I don't know what to do with this thing. I, I you know I tried to replace the sphincter myself, but apparently you <laughs> should have a doctor. To do that. Uh, Next time you come on, I want you to talk about suppressing Paul McCartney's anal glands. <laughs> Can I just tell you something? He has the most sophisticated anal glands that I've ever seen. I'm sure he does. It's yeah. like a strawberry field. Right. Oh, yeah, and, and, and when you're doing it, you realize, oh, that's why he was the cute one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I literally blurted out, these are the most genius anal glands I've ever seen. <laughs> I swear that out. And you said, maybe I'm he's amazed. British, when you do it, you have to do it with your pinky in the air when you suppress them because he's British. When they're really sticking out, they're almost like wings. Stepping in here. There you go. Paul, it's, you gr go. it's great to talk to you. Hopefully, we'll get, uh, get you in the studio one of these days. We'd love to have you out here. Yeah, man. I'd love to, too. Like, get it figured out. You know, I want to go to the. Uh, uh, basketball Hall of Fame with my kid because uh, apparently you should do stuff with. There's the no park. parking there. You can't find it. You can't find a parking space there. Sorry, pal. <laughs> but uh, no, I want to come and uh, I'm sure you're not far from there. We should do that. And come yeah, hang out. And, absolutely. Uh, well, and then yeah, I keep telling you guys to come into the city and come to a late show taping, and you can suppress Stephen Colbert's anal gland. I would <laughs> happy to do it. I would love that. I would. Ha yeah. I want to sit in the front row for that one. <laughs> Convene him, Paul Mercurio. Great to talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks, guys. Always care, fun. Man. You bet. Paul Mercurio with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown's got the forecast with you, but uh, I got the traffic alert. Road hug. Uh, I-391, or the interchange, I guess, uh, I-391 in uh, Springfield, coming off of 91 South is all backed up because there's a three-car accident there. One of the cars is up on the guardrails, as uh, was told. Then you got another accident uh, up the highway going north uh, just before the East Hampton exit uh, in Holyoke uh, in that area. And then uh, County Road in Southampton is closed because of uh, down power uh, lines oh, uh, from an accident that happened overnight. Ta-da! Man, that's a terrible commute. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hey, tomorrow on the show, it's going to be a, uh, open line Friday. You won't want to miss that. And, uh, sometime a little bit later on this hour, you may win tickets to, uh, the Thunderbirds game on Monday, which oh. is a three o'clock game. Uh, cause it's a, it's a holiday. Oh, nice. And it's usually like a lot of the area high school kids go, um, which is a lot of fun. What a, what a great organization they have 
running down there. The Thunderbirds? Yeah. No, I agree. I, 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 I have a question. Can I? Can I? Yeah. I, I just. Oh, I need to say it to people. Six inches. Because I don't know what. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's how much snow we're getting tomorrow, Steve. No, I thought you were asking something else. But go ahead. Oh, yeah. all right. I thought we were getting three soft inches of snow. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> So um, give it to you twice. <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah. a double store. All right, go on um, with it. All right, so so I was talking to you guys, and it's funny that I say this because I don't know what's happened in the last forty eight hours since we announced the moving over to the shortstop or whatever. But mm-hmm. they all seem to be mutual friends of either of you guys. So I'm assuming yeah. they're listeners. I've had this glut of Facebook requests, friend requests from people, like 30, 40, 50. And I'm trying to delete the non-active profiles off of my thing so that I can add these new people to my thing. Yeah. Um, But I just can't keep up. So what I talked to you guys about was switching over to the digital creator um, thing. Yeah, so people can become a fan of yours versus being your friend. I, I, I think that sounds so weird. That's another thing. It sounds weird to me because yeah. everyone's a friend no, you're, to me. You're a celebrity a now. Embrace it. Yeah. yeah sure, there's, sure. There's a, there's uh, a, sure, Steve sure. and I had to do it because, you know, of the, we were you know, we had 5,000 very, very close friends. And <laughs> right. many of them were not able to uh, to join on our Facebook page. So, yeah. so we had to go the pro route. So now so I, I have could to allow- go the pro route is what you're telling me. Right. So yeah. I could add uh, about 8,000, 8.6,000 of my closest friends. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to have to do that. So I, But I just wanted to say publicly to whoever is trying to add that, please don't think that I think I'm better than you and I'm not accepting your friend request or whatever else. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And no. if you're trying to get to me for tickets for, for tonight and you want to ask questions or whatever, you can still Facebook message me or Instagram message me mm-hmm. or... Or comment on the post on the loft page or message the loft page and i'll get to you i, I don't want to uh, speak for steve here but yeah. I, I think uh you know uh having known you for many many years yes uh it's true uh you're not that special <laughs> and it's uh you're a celebrity though you're a celebrity yeah you're I'm out there regional, regional celebrity i'm not i'm not even close to that yes, yes you are you absolutely are listen i'm amazed by how many people know you like when we went to the Big E, for example, oh. how many people said, "Hey Marty, hey Marty," and you walk in next to us, and no one's saying the squat about well, uh, Bax and Nagel. Well, no, but what I was saying to you guys when you were like, "Oh, we have five thousand friends, very close friends," I'm like, "No, no, but I literally have like five thousand friends in Western Mass that are that are close friends. Like every every time I tell a story, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the other day, yeah, was, you're pulling up a name. I, it just I, yeah, throw, I throw yeah. a name in that's like someone that's from my life, and it's like." Oh yeah, yeah. I'm friends with them. I'm friends with them. I'm friends with them. So it. I, I just know. like how we interview people, and right in the middle, you're like, "Hey, uh, remember I used to do Jaeger bombs in the middle of your kitchen?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were like at the Mayflower Marathon, perfectly good example. Yeah, it's the last I'm, hour, and then some woman who's working for the Red Sox shows up. So, Turns out Marty knows you, her. You've yeah. known her for like since high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah she was in you, uh, my period you, B what? Mr. Musis religion. Class. Listen, you were a celebrity long before this comedy thing and uh, radio <laughs> thing came along for you. <laughs> Maybe what you know what one time I had a guy uh, when I was eating with my kids take a picture of me putting food into my mouth and then posting it on social media. Oh, oh look at this guy eating, uh, you know, a grinder, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, this guy knows Marty Caproni. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I really want to get to. I'm just trying to get. To, I'm using him to get to him. <laughs> the, the one thing that I, that has changed since I've been coming on the air a lot with you guys is it's credibility. That that uh, people also uh, people seem more angry at me. I don't know. Why. Uh, no, the only thing that's really changed is that now I realize if I go somewhere, 
and I don't pay cash or I don't use my Apple Pay, mm-hmm. um, people will be like, oh, hey, are you the guy from the radio? You know, mm-hmm. if you use a debit card, then you have to have the conversation. So it's like, you're like, I just would like to, you know, go to the 99 and pick up my food and not have a conversation about the radio. So I just like cash anonymously. <laughs> Join the club, dude. Yeah. Wait, yeah. You know, you're, now, now you're now you're seeing it. Now yeah. you're seeing the other side of of yeah. all this glitter. The day I can't <laughs> the day I can't walk into a ninety nine was the last day I wanted to be a celebrity. <laughs> you can't even enjoy your. Who wants to go into a ninety nine? I get yeah, what you're saying, man, listen, but I like the ninety nine. Sometimes you just want to eat your gold fever wings and privacy. Yeah. No, ninety nine reasons to order DoorDash is what it is. <laughs> I, I, this is the saddest thing I'm about to tell you. Sometimes I eat the 99 in my car by myself. That's that's usually if I get 99, I just do the takeout thing. You know, like the thing when you park in the space and they come out and they bring you the food, and then just like a fat kid, I just sit right in that plate. And then I eat the food. I drive over. I drop off the styrofoam at a gas station uh, trash can. I go about my day. Hey, yeah, that's the way you got to do it. That's how you keep privacy. So when you guys road. are like celebrity, I'm like, am I though? <laughs> that's what I'm. Yeah, that's my yeah, life. Yeah, because yeah, you're doing what we do. Yeah, I guess. Well, so I'm going to try to figure out. All right, out. fine. We got to get going. Yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. News yeah. next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass. 838 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Health New England. They're here with you every step of the way. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. I just told you about the traffic alerts. 1991 South at the 391 interchange, the major accident there. There's also another one, 991 North, just before the East Hampton exit. And then uh, County Road in Southampton is closed uh, for a while to traffic uh, closing alert. But the big news this morning, Bill Belichick, six-time NFL champion, has agreed to part ways with the, as the coach of the New England Patriots, bringing an end to his 24-year tenure as the architect of the most de- decorated dynasty of the league's Super Bowl era. What is it? Think about this for just a second. He okay. Okay, so Bill Belichick uh, leaves today. Yeah. The day after Nick Saban leaves Alabama, like the two greatest coaches in pro and college football yep. history, leaving their jobs in the same week. Both good friends. Yep. Crazy stuff. This is what I think. Uh, this is and For anyone who's ever had a job where they go in and they give 100% every day and then one day it just doesn't go well, and their boss is like, listen, if this happens again, we're going to have to talk about letting you go. That's what I feel like this is. The, the level of success that guy had in 24 years, he's entitled to three, four, five, six bad seasons. Yeah, but at 71 years old, do you really want to keep doing that job? No. He does. He does. He loves it. Why? Because he's probably one of these guys that's afraid to suddenly become inactive. That's okay. I'm 71. I might as well enjoy what I got left here. His dad loved him, Steve, and instead of leaving him in a Peter Harris, his dad spent all day with him breaking down film, bring him to meetings that all that guy ever knew since he was a little kid is football. That's all he wants to know. He's passed it on to his kids. He just, he just wants to coach. I'm going to guess though, just based on the respect that he has, that he deserves. Yes. That, that conversation yesterday between him and Mr. Kraft, I don't think Mr. Kraft would let him go if Bill didn't want to leave. Like you like true. At one point, he probably says, "You know what? I've I've done everything I can for this organization. It might be time for somebody new, and it might be time something. It might be time for me to do something new as well." You want to hear my weird my weird take that has no credible inf- uh, like reasoning behind it? I thought we were listening to that. Okay, usually every day. Um, <laughs> I think 
that when Brady left, uh, I think when he had his success in Tampa, that put the change the dynamic between Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick's relationship where Bob Kraft felt more comfortable giving the input about what he should or shouldn't do. And I think Bob Kraft probably meddled with him or Jonathan Kraft, whoever, a little bit too much over the last three or four years. And that kind of upset the balance of things a little bit. And I think that part of the reason they're letting him go, if they have to look in the mirror, I think some of it might have been them. I think there's that and the fact that uh, Mike Vrabel is now available. That's true. That I think that puts this thing on the uh, on the fast track. So because I think Mike Vrabel is going to be your next head coach. And you know what? I I hope he is because uh, I'd be real comfortable with that because he is a true patriot, patriot way, the, everything else. And there's been a few games where he outcoached Belichick himself, and he's younger and got the energy and everything else. So we'll see. Yes, we will. All right, you two rubes done talking about this? <laughs> yeah, no, we're done. We're yeah. done for now. Hey, yeah. For now. Tomorrow's we'll a different another day. Another day, yeah. A man in Oregon who was legally declared dead by the county medical examiner was found alive months later. He got 20, better. 23-year-old Tyler Chase was declared dead from a drug overdose on September 11th. It turns out Chase is alive and well. His family contacted uh, the local TV station at the end of 2023 to share their story after learning he was alive on December 19th. The Multnomah County Sheriff's uh, Medi- or, I'm sorry, Medical Examiner's Office admitted to the mistake and now is promising a policy change. We're so sorry we said he was dead. He was really in a recovery program. Uh, you can see how that easily gets mixed up with yeah. persons who are alive. I think we misunderstood when they said he's dead broke. <laughs> in a statement, the uh, county admits it was not until December 18th they realized an error had been made in declaring Chase deceased on September 11th and contacted Chase and his family the next day. Chase has been living in a recovery program for the last several months after struggling on the streets with substance abuse and not having contact with his family for several years. He learned of the issue when his food assistance benefits were not active in October. When Chase went to the Department of Human Services for help, they started interrogating him after his social security after entering his social security number. They were like, "Can we see your ID?" So I gave it to them. Uh, then they just looked at it confused, and they were like, uh, "Right here, right here, it says you're dead." No, it's it's, oh, it's, not, it's disease, not deceased. Yeah. Uh, Chase says it was shock and still had not been able to track down his family. What Chase did not know is that his family had received a formal death certificate and an urn full of a stranger's ashes. Oh, that's oh, even no. worse. Ah, the worst. Chase uh, said, a f- "Who?" So then, whose ashes were in the jar? Right, and now you don't want to just throw them out because it's somebody's ashes, but you don't know who they are, so you got to carry it around with you for everywhere for the rest of your life. That sucks. Uh, Chase said official from the medical examiner's office found him at the recovery center on December 19th and admitted to the mistake they made in wrongfully declaring him dead. County officials also informed him that the man found uh, dead in Portland had been carrying Chase's wallet. That's why they believed the guy who died was him, a temporary Oregon... But, come on. Identity? Like, don't they... I guess they don't do that when you're not rich and you don't have enough money to... This is Portland, Oregon? Yeah. Listen, that this is what that tells everybody. That's how backwards that city is right now. Yeah. If you want to kill someone, just uh, hand some homeless uh, person that's uh, a drug addict a, a, a wallet with a couple of library cards with their name on it, and you can you can die and disappear. Yeah, I suppose. But you know, everybody, uh, you know, everybody, uh, you know, everybody should be 
treated with some level of dignity at the time of their death. Oh, I don't disagree. I'm just saying it's crazy that that's the level of extent they did for the facts check it before they made the guy dead. And then you got to wonder, who has the job at the Social Security Department where they have to re-alive you? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. good that, question. Uh, they say, we deeply regret that the misidentification happened, a county spokesperson said in a statement. The misidentification occurred because the deceased, per- the, the, uh, the deceased person was carrying Mr. Tyler Chase's wallet and his ofin- official temporary Oregon driver's license. Yeah, so you can see that he probably clearly looked exactly like the man on the picture. <laughs> Steve, yeah. I don't, I don't want to make this about me, but I just want to say something that's important. Yeah. Um, if anyone wants to come to the show tonight, whether they're deceased or alive, they're more than welcome to. Yeah. As long as you got twenty ID. bucks, we don't care. Uh, even if, if you're not breathing, as long as you got twenty bucks, yeah. you can get into this show. You'll die laughing. You'll die. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be uh, identifying your body after. But yeah, yeah, you'll be laughing so hard you'll have a hard time catching your breath. Coming up, a big prize pack. <laughs> it's going to be cloudy today. <laughs> got a buddy. Yeah, I got a buddy. To, uh, cloudy with a high of 39. What's your best end of life story? <laughs> Have you ever been with a dead person for three days? You know, I got a buddy there, too. I got a buddy. <laughs> I got a buddy who's into stiff dead chicks. <laughs> It's 37. <laughs> and she's still warm. Uh, it's 37 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852, and Stone Temple Pilots are back. And Nagel on Rock 102. Cloudy today with a high of 39. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 42. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I don't know if you are aware of this, uh, either one of you. Uh, tonight, there's going to be a comedy show in Westfield at the uh, at the Shortstop Bar and Grill. How about that? Yes. The new Loft Comedy Club. The new Loft Comedy Club. I don't know if you, either one of you are aware of this club. Guys, uh, I'm so excited, and I people have been buying tickets right now uh, while we're here on the show, uh, so keep doing that. That's great. And then for every five people that like send a message like supporting or buy a ticket, I get one that's like, Westfield's kind of a little bit out of the way. Uh, no, it's really not. It's, it's not. It's really 12 not. miles away from where you were, it's where, not where even you were last miles. week. It's not even 12. It's so crazy you how, know, how close it is. Uh, yes, definitely go to that it's, show. But I want to I thank everybody for some, the show that I'm doing. Oh, yeah. The Elks. They, we sold that out yesterday, uh, probably before 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's awesome. Um, and uh, 100, 160 tickets gone. And uh, whoever's got those tickets is going to have a very lucky, uh, very good show to watch. You could do a late show. You could turn that over. I'm not going to turn that over. No. no. <laughs> Listen, that, that, uh, I'm wearing the tux. I mean, i got to wear the tux now. Is that your new thing? You're going to wear the tux on yeah, stage? Yeah, yeah. Well, You're going to wear it tonight? One. You're coming tonight to do a spot, right? Yeah, I don't have it. I got I dropped it off at the dry cleaners. Well, so the, tonight, <laughs> listen, while you do get dinner and a show for $20 in advance, uh, you will not get Nagel and a tux for that. Sorry. No, you'll Just get me uh, You'll get me in an IZOD shirt. Oh, How nice. about that? Yeah. An Izod? Boy, yeah. what a lowbrow way of dealing with comedy. Yeah. <laughs> members-only <laughs> jacket. Mm-hmm. No, if I want to see this. <laughs> I can finally fit into a members-only jacket that I've lost mm-hmm. all these pounds. Yeah, how about, a, how about an old Barracuda jacket? That, ooh, would, ooh, that yeah. would look awful good, right? Oh. oh. We all had those. 
Anyhow, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's tonight. What time does uh, the show start this evening? Uh, like we've always done, doors are at 7. Uh, the food will come out around 7.15, between 7.15 and 7.30. Uh, the, sh- the show itself will start at 8. And uh, it looking like it's going to be probably a little bit uh, packed for a show because I've had a couple of comedians reach out to me that want to drop by. One of them, uh, Rodney Norman, just reached out to me. So. Yeah. Rodney, if you're on social media, he's got over a couple million followers on social media and everything. So he said he wants to drop by tonight. Um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be awesome, man. We're excited. And you don't have even though the doors are seven, they have a great restaurant and a great bar there, and uh, you can you can come early and sit in the bar and have a couple drinks or whatever. Yeah, there after work. Nice little setup in there. Yeah, well, yeah. So even excited, if you want, man. even if you didn't want to wait till dinner at the show, you can have appetizers and all that other good. Yeah, stuff. and I got to be honest, man. The way everyone's talking about uh, Westfield in that area, I, I'm expecting these Westfield people to turn out because everyone keeps saying what great comedy crowds they are and what what great fans they are and uh, listeners of the show. So. Yep. Hope, hope, hope to see you all there. And they've been dying for entertainment in Westfield for years. Yeah, well, they're going to get it tonight. I promise you that. You're going to get it, Westfield. <laughs> uh, hey, get a load of this. On Monday, the Springfield Thunderbirds are uh, playing a, an early game on on Monday against oh. uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton, I think. Three o'clock game. Sweet. On the holiday. Perfect. I think I'm going to go to that one. It's, you'll have a great time. Yeah. We have uh, four tickets on the glass uh, for that game. Uh, four stickers, four hats, four koozies, and the Thunderbirds drawstring bag, which you can put all of that stuff inside of. Ooh, yeah, how convenient is that? that anyway, is convenient. Uh, 10th caller right now at 293-1021 will win the Thunderbird Thursday prize pack. Good luck to you. Sweet. All right. All right. It's 856 and Rock 102.